0: Welcome to the Mindfulness Meditation Podcast presented by the Rubin Museum of Art. We are a museum in Chelsea, New York City that connects visitors to the art and ideas of the Himalayas and serves as a space for reflection and personal transformation. I'm your host, Dawn Eshelman. Every Monday we present a meditation session inspired by a different artwork from the Rubin Museum's collection and led by a prominent meditation teacher from the New York area. This podcast is a recording of our weekly practice, currently held virtually. In the description for each episode, you will find information about the theme for that week's session, including an image of the related artwork. Our mindfulness meditation podcast is presented in partnership with Sharon Salzberg and teachers from the New York Insight Meditation Center, the Interdependence Project and Parabola Magazine. And now, please enjoy your practice. Hi everyone. Thanks for joining us. This is Dawn Eshelman with the Rubin Museum of Art and you are here with us for our weekly mindfulness meditation where we look at a work of art together and practice our weekly practice. I can't wait this Friday. It's going to be a real life event at the Rubin. It is our opening of the Mandala Lab, a brand new installation on the third floor for all ages. Hope you can join us. And it's because of the Mandala Lab that we're really focused on this theme of mandalas today. This is a beautiful mandala. And mandalas with with their elaborate patterns and geometry represent both celestial dwellings, so kind of the universe, right? And and the celestial dwellings of the deities and Buddhist conception of the cosmos. And they are a a symmetrical diagram oriented around this, this center figure here. composed of these concentric circles and squares and we talked last time about how they can sometimes be considered like a bird's eye view of an actual palace that a practitioner would then navigate themselves through the point to which is to really come to a clear understanding of the self and to transform the deity in the center of this mandala is krishna yamari a wrathful form of manjushri the bodhisattva of wisdom and yamari has six faces and hands he holds a vajra and a bell and as as we know through this iconography and our, our um, learnings about it the vajra and bell crossed at the heart represent the union of wisdom and method or compassionate action now i would love to welcome the fabulous sharon salzberg who is the co-founder of the insight meditation society in barry massachusetts where she's guided Meditation retreats there and, and around the world, really, for many years. Her latest book is Real Change, and it's great to have you here with us, Sharon. How are you today?
1: Thank you all for being here together. It is a good time to meditate together. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit just about the idea of a mandala and the experience of it, and we'll get a chance to practice. The mandala has always. Uh meant to me of the many things that can represent um really a universe. I think what it would be like if I were going to draw my universe, my circle, my beings, the people I count on, the people I feel grateful to um the people I worry about, you know whatever it might be that that's the the dimension of of that particular universe and and sometimes I think. Uh, oddly enough when I've gone most strikingly when I've gone to memorial services or I've gone to funerals and I realized oh that person that I had a connection to they had a much bigger universe than me and the people we knew in common that they were the people they made music with and they were the people they visited museums with and you know and and maybe I was part of the group that they meditated with but we, we tend to have a, a significant universe. And if it's not people we encounter or meet up with in person, it's people who've inspired us maybe, or um, those we've read about, or those who consume a lot of our mental energy. That would be an interesting mandala. Like who's taking up space in my, in my day each day in my, in my mind. And so, I think that's an interesting exercise actually to decide the nature, the flavor of the mandala you're going to be exploring and draw it out, you know, paint it out like, or visualize it, you know, have that sense of, of your world in some dimension in some aspect. And the really significant thing for me, in terms of the idea of the mandala is that the core the center is the most important part that everything is radiating out so when i look at a mandala i don't think something wrong something incomplete with it it feels like a holistic depiction of something i may not understand it um you know but i can feel it in some way. And that's because everything is radiating out from the center. It all belongs. And so that of course brings me to meditation practice, where the foundational exercise is establishing some sense of center. You know how we can, of course, you know how we can be scattered or distracted and kind of feel like our energy is flying all over the place. And so what we're doing in that aspect of practice is we're gathering, we're landing, we're having a place that is like a home base. It has a sense of a feeling of a flavor of home. We have a home and everything can come out from that. Of course, we leave home sometimes, but there's a certain feeling when we get back there. And it's not to exclude other experiences or deny them or, make them go away. But we have this vantage point or this basis where our energy is collected rather than all over the place, where our attention is centered. And I think the larger manifestation in life of that kind of scatteredness or dispersion or distractedness is a sense of fragmentation where still my favorite example of that when I was teaching once in New York City where uh, someone raised their hand and said, I can have loving kindness and compassion for all beings everywhere as long as I'm alone. But once I'm with other people, it's really rough. And everyone laughed because we all knew what they were talking about. And actually, it can be the other way around as well. We might feel a tremendous connection when we're with others, but we have a very difficult time being alone. So our lives tend to be fragmented. They're compartmentalized. It's the same way we can be so role identified. You know, I feel I'm one person at work, I'm another person at home and whatever it might be. And so this exercise in meditation here too, in that larger, more global sense, of our life is helping establish a center. Now, remember, you know, again, the center does not mean pushing away other experiences, but it's giving us a place to return to, to settle, to not be manipulating or, or strategizing. How am I going to get more of that or less of that? We can simply be.
2: And out of that, we'll radiate connection to everything. So let's sit together. You can sit comfortably, close your eyes or not.
3: We'll start by listening to sound, whether the sound of my voice or other sounds.
2: It's a way of relaxing deep inside, allowing our experience to come and go.
3: Of course, we like certain sounds and we don't like others, but we don't have to chase
1: after them to hold on or push away. Just let the sound, unless you
3: are responsible for responding to it, just let it wash through you.
2: Bring your attention to the feeling of your body sitting, whatever sensations you discover. See if you can feel the earth supporting you.
3: See if you can feel space touching you.
2: Allow yourself to receive the space which is already touching us. It's always touching us.
3: Bring your attention to your hands and make the shift
1: to picking up the world of direct sensation. Instead of thinking hands, fingers, feel warmth,
2: coolness, heaviness, pressure, whatever it might be. You don't have to name these things, but feel them. And on that same level of picking up sensations, bring your attention to the
1: feeling of the breath, just the normal, natural breath, wherever you feel it most distinctly. The nostrils, the chest, or the abdomen. If at the nostrils, it may be tingling, vibration, warmth, coolness. At the chest or the abdomen, it may be movement, pressure. Stretching, release. Again, you don't have to
2: name these things, but feel them. This is where we rest our attention. This is the
3: center. See if you can feel one breath.
2: without concern for it's already gone by, without leaning forward for even the very next breath. Just this one.
3: If you like, you can use a quiet mental notation of in,
1: out, or rising, falling to help support the awareness of the breath, but very quiet. So your attention's really going to feeling the breath, one breath at a time. If you find your attention's wandered, your energy's gone to the past, to the future, anywhere, it's all right. Or maybe you fall asleep. That's okay, too. You can realize that you've left home, so to speak. Just very gently let go and bring your attention back to the feeling of the breath.
3: If you have to do that many times, it's perfectly all right. It's very much
2: got that kind of feeling or flavor. I'm just heading back home. No matter what has taken us away, it's fine. Or however long it's been, that's okay too. When we notice we've
1: been distracted, we've been lost, then we have the opportunity to let go gently
2: and to begin again, bringing our attention back to the feeling of the breath. And when you feel ready, you can open your eyes or lift your gaze and we'll end the meditation.
3: Thank you, Sharon. Thank you. Thank you all. That concludes
0: this week's practice. If you'd like to support the Rubin and this meditation series, we invite you to become a member. If you're looking for more inspiring content, please check out our new podcast, Awaken, hosted by Lori Anderson. The 10-part series features personal stories that explore the dynamic path to enlightenment and what it means to wake up. Now available wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening,
3: and thank you for practicing with us.